hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. Now, I know that might sound a bit airy-fairy and magical and too good to be true. Well, it is pretty magical, but trust me, this is a place for real conversations, for real people like you that can use things like that right now to change your life and maybe create a little magic of your own. There's no bullshit here. It's not how I roll. So if you're down to talk about real things, well, all of the things, then this is the place for you. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. So as I was sitting here thinking about what do I want to talk about this week? Where do I want to go? There's a million directions that I want to go. And, you know, I'm like, it's episode two. Like, how in-depth do I want to get? Blah, 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 right? So I started thinking and really realized that there's something that I say a lot and I hear a lot of other people saying that have been down this path of, like, self-development or personal development for a long time that tend to always say, you know, this part of my journey or I learned this along the way and we're really always tend to be like reflecting on you know now this is how my life is like my reality is you know this really cool space where I'm super present and I'm able to um, focus in on exactly what's going on in front of me and being really in control of my emotions and aware of my emotions and my triggers and where they come from and I've healed all these things and peeled back the layers and la 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 right and I could tell you a lot of stories like that, and I think they're beneficial, and I probably will tell you some of those stories as we dive in, but today I was thinking that it would be really helpful to talk about some key things um, to help get people to that place where they are present and they are acting in the moment versus reacting or they have proactive behavior in their lives, because I really want you to walk away with not just a good story that I'm telling you, but also something that you can put into play in your own world um, and start just digging deeper or just making your own experience better and more like you want it to be. So one of the things that was a big key component for me, and I can really look back at so many areas of my life, you guys, Oh man, years ago where this was just like the key issue in so many things. Like so many things could have been avoided if I would have known this item. And it's that like you don't have to react to every single thing that's brought to your table. And more importantly, you are able to choose how you're going to react if you choose to, right? Um, I think that we go through life thinking we have to give someone a response, like the moment they say something, or we need to give our knee-jerk reaction, um, or we're taught, you know, well, you should just be honest and upfront. But a lot of times, like that can continue, that can cause you to create or like fabricate some sort of something based off of a quick feeling that you have when you first hear something or you're first asked something. Instead. I wish we were taught this our whole lives, but a lot of us aren't. Instead of learning that you're allowed to take a moment and take a breath 
and say, you know what, let me call you right back. Or, hey, can I get right back to you? Or ask more questions so that you're actually more clear on what that question is or what that statement was or why someone said that to you, whatever it may be. We don't know that. Like, we're not told that as we move through life. At least I wasn't. And a lot of people that I work with as clients now, but also obviously like interactions I had back in the day, it was obvious that they didn't know that either because there's just so many people say things and then afterwards they don't even, they didn't even mean it or they don't even know why they said it or there was so much unclear information from both sides that the reaction was made off false information to begin with. And so it's super important and I love this conversation and it's something that I swear, I, I mean, I reflect back, like I said, I reflect back on it often and because it's an ongoing thing, it's not something you just like learn once and then it's, you know, you never react again, but it's because of different daily practices that allow you the mindfulness and the ability to be in the moment and take that time um, to say, hey, you know what, let me get right back to you or hey, let me ask you this about that before I can give you a direct answer or you know what and this is the hardest one you know what I don't think that that's gonna work for me or that's not serving me right now or I don't have the capacity to do that right now that last part those last few options most people never say we'll make up an excuse why we can't go we'll lie or we'll make the agreement to go and then we'll back out last minute or we'll make the agreement to go and then we'll show up and we'll be unhappy the whole time or it'll drain our energy or it puts us backwards when we had other things that we needed to do or other responsibilities or maybe we didn't feel well, whatever. We're not choosing to serve ourselves properly in the way that we respond, what we choose to allow in our lives, um, those types of things and in turn, we're not able to serve everyone else either. So a lot of people are like, oh, serving yourself, that's super selfish. And it's like, dude, it is the exact freaking opposite of selfish, actually. It is the epitome of how to serve other people better. So here's an example. I have this rule, and I rarely break it. I do sometimes because I'm human, obviously. But I have this rule where... I will not open your message unless I have the time to actually like give it the attention it deserves. And here's what I mean by that. You can look at your text messages, your Instagram messages, your Facebook messages, and you can see a little bit of a preview, right, of what it is. So you know if it's an emergency or not. And also if it's an emergency, typically people will say it's an emergency or they'll call you or things like that. They'll get a hold of you. They'll make it aware you aware of the fact that they need to talk to you right this moment. But So like 98% of the time that is not the case. And I leave things on, on red until I am able to give that the time and attention that it deserves. Some people get really fucking offended by that. They get really bent out of shape. Well, it took you five days to get back to me or a week. Sometimes it takes me longer than that, especially in my business accounts. And I do my best to get back to people right away. But especially if someone's asking a really in-depth question, I'm not always able to. And I don't apologize for that. I honestly know in my heart and I tell when I tell people what's going on, they're like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. Like, 
granted, most of the time in my inboxes, it doesn't take me that long to get back to people. But if it does, let me tell you that it is because I have, I'm not going to half-ass my responses to you. I'm not going to half-ass responding to a question that you send me about your personal life or your relationship or wanting to know more about this kind of diet routine or this kind of mindset practice. When people take the time to ask me a heartfelt question and they really want to know the information, like I'm going to take the time to give that back to you and give you an answer that is appropriate or that is well thought out. That's not just me throwing some information or some bullshit at you because I don't like that. That doesn't feel good to me. That is not of integrity for me. And here's the part that's really important. A lot of people are like, yeah, well, Jamie, you shouldn't have to put that much time and energy into each response. And it's like, I get that, but by me doing it and operating the way that I'm explaining to you, it's not really that much time and energy for me. It's because it's on my terms. It's in the space where I have the the capacity at that time to answer you or answer whomever, right? The difference is on the flip side, the people who are getting notifications of messages, responding right away, blah, 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 like that's the behavior. Like they don't have, most of the time, they don't have a lot of peace for themselves, like internally, because you're constantly responding to a notification. You're constantly reacting, right? That doesn't mean you're negatively reacting, but you're constantly reacting on someone else's timeline, not your own. And in turn, a lot of times, that is not serving you or the person you're responding to or the other people in your life that depend on you or that you work with or that are your spouses, your family members, whatever. If you're responding in the moment constantly, constantly responding to the notifications, like you're not serving anyone. And I just want to really make that super duper clear. Um, Again, everybody has their own choice. Like it's totally your choice in how you want to operate your own life but I just really wanted to make a note of that so you're aware like you do have the decision to say you know what I need a minute or let me get right back to you or leaving it on on read until you have a minute to actually open the message and read it like I've been known to open something by accident or open it because I thought it was a quick question and it winds up being a really in-depth question so I'll go back into my inbox and I'll mark it as unread so I know that I need to get back to it later that day or whatever so that I'm not losing track of it, you know, but let me bring us back to our main point because I kind of went off on a tangent there, but I hope that you understand how this fits into like you are in control of what you do with what's brought to your table. You're not always in control of what is brought to you or what you have to deal with or it comes forward, but you certainly are always in control of what you do with it. Meaning, do you, do you allow it to throw you off kilter and make you angry for a long period of time or even for a little bit of time? Do you allow it to distract you? Do you allow it to make you sad? Do you allow it to make you triggered feeling where you have to bark back at someone or defend yourself? Do you allow it to, you know, I could go on and on and on, but you are in control of what you allow to impact you in that capacity and that level. There's a story that Tony told me a long, long time ago, and he's always said this to me, like, no one can can um, alter your state of mind without your permission. And he always told me this, and it used to piss me off so bad when he would say it to me, and I'd be like, oh, no. Like, I'd get upset about something or aggravated about something years ago, and, and he would say, he would just look at me and be like, no one can alter your state of mind without your permission. The other one that he'd throw out at me all the time was, nobody can put you to work but you. And I'm like, Rrr. and he always will say that. I'm not letting anybody put me to work. 
Well, the funny part is, is the reason that he barks that story at me all the time is because his dad had said that to him his whole life. And it used to piss him off, too, until he finally really grasped what it meant. And now I laugh because I do get what it means. And so and he never really says it at me anymore. And I don't have to you know, be in that space where he's like basically telling me, you know, you're upset because you're making you upset. Like no one else is doing that but you. It's your decision, your choice. Now, don't get me wrong. Easier said than done, right? Like, I get it. It's not always easy to not get emotional or it's not always easy to not react. It's not always easy to be able to take a minute and stop and really think about why you feel the way you're feeling. What does that mean? What do you want to say or do you need to actually say anything at all? Like, what is it going to serve if you do? Is it going to make you feel better? Yes or no? Like, asking yourself those questions takes practice. It takes time to get yourself to a spot of self-awareness and the ability to really say, you know what? I'm going to stop in these moments and decide what I'm going to react to. And no one's putting me to work without my permission. No one's altering the state of my state of mind without my permission. So know that that is, to me, it was always a goal. And it's something that's been built over the years. But a really easy example of this is social media. A lot of people share nonsense. <laughs> Let's just be real. And a lot of times it's, I feel like a lot of times it's on purpose to provoke some anger or some fear or, um, you know, conflicting opinions, whatever it might be. But the question is, and I really want you to start paying attention to this as you see that. So first of all, for me, if I see that behavior from anyone, I immediately unfollow them. Like that is just not my jam. I don't want that in my space. If that's where somebody's mind's at and they're going to share that kind of content and try to invoke that kind of feeling in people totally not my world. I don't want it in my space. So you may want to adopt that as well. But the question too is, how is it making you feel and why? Like, is it triggering you? Is it causing you to be upset? Yes or no? And why? Um, Breaking that down. So there was a long time that I didn't unfollow people until I really understood why something in particular would be triggering me. And now it doesn't trigger me. I just choose not to have any of that negativity rolling around in my world. But the reason what I really want you to notice too, though, is when you look a little deeper, you can really start to see how triggered some people are. And that's really what they spend their whole day doing. I think to myself, there's a story in particular that I'm not going to share in detail because it's a little personal for the person. And I just would feel disrespectful doing that. But there was a situation where I guess it was a couple elections ago, actually, where I just kept seeing, and it was a it was a family member, and I just kept seeing this stuff popping up, and I'm like, holy lord, like that is a lot of time. There's a lot of time spent arguing with people, or getting triggered, or feeling the need to respond and do all that stuff um, on social media. Like, holy lord, like how are you getting anything accomplished during the day? <laughs> and so I laugh about it, but the truth is, it's a fact. We all have gotten into the rabbit hole before. We've all gotten pulled into a conversation or pulled down into a subject or whatever it might be, that's taken up a lot of our space, our energy, and it has drastically then altered our state of mind. All that we've allowed, right? So my question to you is, what if you start paying attention to that and you no longer allow your energy to go into things that aren't serving you or that aren't important to you or that you're not required to respond or interact with? What if that is now the way that you choose to behave or the way that you choose to respond or react or think or allow. I think allow is a great word for this. So when I say you can't control what's brought to your table, 
here's what I mean. Like you can't control if you're in a car accident most of the time. <laughs> you can't control if somebody gets sick or somebody dies or, you know, a coworker is a jerk that day or someone shows up late or a client doesn't show up at all that day or a payment is late. Like you can't control those things that other people are doing. But what you can control is how you allow it to affect you or if you allow it to affect you. And more times than not, what I see happen and what I hear from clients and just observe in general, I'm a big observer in life and human behavior in general, um, is that we really get twisted up by things that we can't control. We get very twisted up by things that other people do or don't do. And what we don't realize is that that stuff has nothing to do with us. So when you are able to look at it and say, I really want to take a moment and think about why that's affecting me. Why do I feel that way? Why do I feel, you know, angry? Or why am I trying to blame that other person or blah, blah, blah. Like recognizing that that's not serving anything. It's not making you feel better. It's not making them feel better. It's not making whatever was wronged right, like those type of things. But just asking yourself those questions is a really powerful tool because reality is you can't control anybody else's words, their reactions, anything. So when you can let go of that and you can realize that only thing that you really truly have control over in that aspect is your own state of mind your own reactions, your own behavior. And that's a really cool thing. It's a lot of us don't want to take responsibility because it's a lot easier to blame someone or something else. But the truth of the matter is, is that's not going to get you anywhere. What that's going to do is keep you standing in this place of anger or resentment or frustration. And that's not creating anything in your life that you want. That's not calling in anything that you desire, I promise you. Unless you want more of those feelings, then you're on the right track. If you want more frustration and resentment and anger, then you just keep on in that path and that's what you're going to get. So the question is, what can you do to start behaving differently, to allow yourself the space or the capacity to think in those moments or not react in those moments or, you know, choose what you're going to respond to or not respond to, those type of things. So some of it is comes down to boundaries, which we can talk more about, you know, specifically moving forward um, because that's kind of a robust topic. But what that means is like you kind of draw a line in the sand and what you're going to allow and what you're not going to allow. And that can be very situational. It depends on the person, the situation, and whatever. So that is something that kind of comes as you start really paying attention to these things. And hopefully this conversation is kind of giving you a few aha moments and things that you can really start noticing so you can move forward with that as you know you go through every life, every life, every day and the interactions. So when you can do that, then it really will help you start to figure these things out too. But another key tool that I believe is extremely lucrative and important, and not only does it affect this and your ability to do this, but it affects your ability to just operate your entire life in a different way, in a different manner. Talk about lifestyle creation. Here we go. So here's what it is, and it's a mindfulness practice. 
I used to refer to this as a mindset practice, but the difference, but it's very different because your mindset, mindfulness, very similar topics, right? But mindfulness is being present. It's being aware. It's being thoughtful. Um, Those type of themes more so than just shifting your mindset. It does include that, but, but the mindfulness practice is just become the term that I use. So what that can consist of or what I would suggest starting with is allowing yourself dedicated time every single day to just sit in silence. Whether that's going and sitting outside, whether that's taking a walk without your phone, um, whether that or like or without your kids or your dog or someone else just by yourself, whether that's for me what it is the most is I sit on my couch first thing in the morning and I light a candle or my incense, one or the other, and I just sit there. A lot of times I'll turn on meditation music. So for those of you who have um, an Alexa, you can actually tell her to play meditation music and she plays a lovely station. So hot tip there. But that's usually what I do and I just sit there for five or 10 minutes and just let my mind do whatever my mind's gonna do. I let it wander, I let it think of whatever it's gonna think of. A lot of times I'll look at the flame or if I burn incense, I'll look at the incense. Honestly, more times than not, I just look around the room and like notice things in the room that I like or that I'm grateful for. And I just let myself go to those thoughts and feel good about it. By doing that, what I want you to understand is by allowing yourself a little bit of time to get quiet. It allows you to hear. It allows you to be aware. It gets you more and more comfortable with your own thoughts and feelings because a lot of people don't want to sit silently with their own thoughts. They're super, super uncomfortable with it. A lot of people also don't like to be alone. So that's one of those things too. It all comes in, but five minutes to get comfortable with your own thoughts is super important. Um, You can expand on that practice by then grabbing a piece of paper or a blank document on your phone or your computer and just brain dumping. Like just writing whatever is popping into your head, get it out of your head. Don't obsess over anything. That's the problem a lot of times we're we're concerned about forgetting something or not remembering um, an appointment or whatever. And so we obsess over it. So our brain is literally never taking rest or quieting down due to those things. So when you can take a space, up like a blank piece of paper is usually what I do, and I just write it out. And sometimes I don't ever even look at it again. But that's not what's important. The important part is the exercise of clearing that stuff out of your mind so that then you have more capacity and ability to be present in these moments when things are brought to your table and you don't want to react in a way that's not serving you. You want to start really having a say. Like you have the ability to have a freaking say in the way that your conversations are going to play out most of the time. The majority of the time you do. You have the ability to lead the conversation or leave the conversation if you want to. But a lot of times we don't, we're so wrapped up in something else or our mind is preoccupied that we don't even realize that we don't have to attend every argument we're invited to. Like that is a choice that you're making. So it's just a really powerful exercise when you start a mindfulness practice. Um, And you start allowing yourself to really notice these things and then making those choices. Making, I actually sent a newsletter out a couple weeks ago about choices. And if you guys aren't on my my newsletter mailing list, you should get on there. I put send exclusive information, only sent on that list. It's free. I don't spam you or anything. Um, But I'll put the link below in the show notes. I love 
writing those letters to you guys. It's so fun. And then I do like a life hack and a product review, things like that. But it's a really fun place. But I wrote a mailing uh, a mailing list letter a couple weeks ago about choices and about how if we would start recognizing how everything is a choice and how we have control over that, like we could really start to mold our lives in the way that we want them to be just by recognizing that. But in order to recognize it, you have to give yourself the space, the time, the quiet to hear it. Um, So recognizing and giving yourself that at least five minutes of quiet time if you want to expand on it and go into writing it down and brain dumping, that is a great extension to it. Another great extension to creating that ability, this ability for yourself is gratitude, writing gratitude, showing gratitude, focusing on what you're grateful for in the moments as well as starting your day with it. I always start my day with gratitude and I write it down um, and then I end my day with gratitude and I write it down and it's just a practice I've used for years and I'll tell you what, when I fall off or something happens and I don't do that, I tell a massive difference in my state of mind, in my own attitude, in my own mood. It's a huge influence for sure for the good, for the good. So we'll talk more about morning routines and ritual and things like that as we move forward because I'm like all about that jam. But I just wanted to give you those couple of things that you can use right now if you so choose to go and dig deeper into this. But I really hope my ultimate goal with this particular conversation was to just get you thinking about it and get you noticing it and get you observing places where maybe you're done with a conversation and you're like, damn, Like I could have really handled that differently or I didn't have to respond to that at all because it didn't serve me. It made me feel worse and it didn't make that person feel better either or whatever it may be, you know. So if you're able to give yourself that feedback and that awareness, the next time you get to handle it differently. Um, So I don't want you to, you know, reflect back after a conversation and be like, oh my God, I'm a horrible person. I should have done it this way. Why am I so stupid? Like, no, no, that's not the point here. The point here is to learn. Because we can't change what's already done. So remember that, please. Beating yourself up about something that's already happened is serving no purpose. Learning from it, dissecting it, you know, even apologizing if you need to, but apologizing to yourself if necessary, and then releasing it and showing yourself love by choosing to act differently next time, that's what's important. That's what grows. That's like a key golden, golden nugget right there. So guys, I hope this was helpful for you. Um, I am just, I'm super excited to continue this conversation. I feel like I could chat with you for like an hour um, every time and I'm trying to keep them in this, you know, 20 to 30 minute window so that it's quick and easy for you to jump in. But ah, thanks for hanging out with me again this week. I hope that you've had a fabulous week so far and that you're, it continues to be great. Go out into the world, share some kindness, share some smiles and Let that self-awareness be something that allows your day and your life to be more peaceful as you move forward because it is a gift that only you can give to yourself and you deserve it. We all do. Thanks for being here. And as always, if you liked the podcast, please show it some love. Wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, make sure you're following and uh, leaving comments below or reviews for it. Also make sure that we're connected on social media on Instagram and Facebook. I'll put the links in the show notes below. I'm very happy that you're here, and as always, I appreciate you. Have an awesome rest of your day. Until next time, my friends.